0: Movie blast, movie blast, movie blast, movie
1: blast. Movie blast, movie blast, movie blast. With Bob and Bax.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I'm Bob,
1: and I'm Bax,
0: and we're the Movie Blast. Man,
1: we're back.
0: Happy 2019, Bax.
1: It's been a little while. We we recharged.
0: It's the future.
1: We got. The, <laughs> it's totally the future. We got the batteries juiced up a little bit.
0: Yeah, my battery is overcharged. <laughs> um, so, Bax, what did you do on your break?
1: Like on the break from the cast? Yeah. Man, to be honest, I haven't watched until I watched the movie that we're going to talk about on this episode. I haven't watched any movies. That's so cute. I had like some downtime, like away from film. And a lot of my friends got together and got me a Nintendo Switch. As a gift, which I totally didn't see coming at all, it totally blindsided me. You actually got me a pro controller. Thanks to the pro controller, mm-hmm. so uh, man, that's been most of the break, man. Besides like getting back into the work thing and uh, trying yoga. I tried yoga. It was way harder than I thought it would be. You already do yoga though, so you know what it's like.
0: Yeah, man, I can throw a fireball.
1: Man, I, I wasn't ready for it.
0: Yeah, you'll get used to it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going again tomorrow night, so it'll be good.
0: Cool, on my break. I played Octopath Traveler for a long period of time.
1: Man, how many hours in?
0: I think I'm 13 hours in right now. Mm, Okay, Octopath. Yeah, it ain't bad. Um, So, Bax, we watched a movie this week that you picked out because you like
1: picking out movies. Man, I feel like it was kind of like a joint picking it out. Yeah, but you picked it out, so you tell them. Man, (laughs) we watched a film called The Sixth Sense. You might have heard of it. I feel like The Sixth Sense, even for people that don't know about movies, I feel like The Sixth Sense is one of those that they probably know about it, right? I feel like The
0: Sixth Sense is one of those flicks where um, I was in high school when I watched it and I've watched it twice now. So then and now. (laughs) And I have to say, there was stuff that I forgot about that
1: was pretty neat and I liked. For sure. And like the scene of hailey draw been like i see dead people i feel like that line like i feel like people know that the, that was a spoiler alert is it though because doesn't everybody know
0: that line i don't know some people probably don't they probably are like hey i'm i'm 14 i've never seen this movie man maybe maybe we can edit that out nope we're keeping it <laughs> all right all right life's keep... been ruined by backs
1: isn't that like a super mainstream line though I think it's Superman. I, yeah, it's everywhere. Like, and I see dead like,
0: people. It totally is everywhere.
1: Back in 99, it was
0: huge. Absolutely. Um, so, how about you hit, with, hit us with
1: those sweet, sweet movie facts bags? Man, I could dive into it. The first fact that I would like to crack open at the box office, and this is just stateside, so obviously worldwide it did more. Stateside, The Sixth Sense made about $300 million. For the year that it was released, so 1999, there was only one film that brought in more at the box office. Do you want to take a guess, or do you already know what that film is? Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't Brokeback Mountain. What was it? I think that the t-shirt that you're wearing right now is actually probably a pretty good hint. Oh, okay. Uh, was it The Phantom Menace? It was the Vanta Menace. So, uh, I mean, to me, the Vanta Menace, like, super massive, right? Like, people were super revved up about that. So, the fact that the Sixth Sense for the year 1999 was second to that, yeah, I, I feel like that's a pretty big deal.
0: It's funny um, because last night when I was, like, watching this, or two nights ago when I was watching this, I was like, he would have made a better Anakin Skywalker. And I just sat there thinking about it. I was <laughs> like, Allie, he would have been a great Anakin Skywalker. He's like, he's like you'd have been too young and i was like "Mm,
1: no 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 no, yeah so i got a kick out of that yeah definitely so um and considering that it made that much it was only shot on a budget of 40 million so i think that ratio i think they did super well and we already touched on that it was released in 99 august 9th 1999 to be exact was the release date um in the cast you've got i think super stellar performances bruce willis Haley Dosman who at the time I feel like for a child actor he was a big deal right for a child actor in like the late 90s wasn't like this, he was i, I don't know was, wasn't this his breakout role yeah but i feel like for a while like like once he broke out like he was like the child actor for a while right i feel like i feel like he was but it was all after this wasn't it yes yeah yeah like this put him on put him on the map correct Um, Yeah, Tony Collette is also in the mix. I think that she has a strong performance. And probably, um, maybe the most notable part, it was written and directed by M. Night. Is it Shalaman? Because I always want to say Shalaman. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. That's, I believe so. Okay. Shyamalan. M. Night, I'm sorry, because throughout this podcast, I'm probably going to have a hard time with your name. (laughs) Is there anything about M. Night that you would like to... Unpack for the listeners or anything? So, um, M. Knight is
0: actually from India um, and he kind of idolized Steven Spielberg growing up. And he's the only cat who idolized Steven Spielberg that made it. <laughs> um, so, basically, what he did was uh, he started making films that have a twist at the end. And so, when you walk into one of his movies, you're like, I expect to be entertained and I expect a twist so unbreakable um the sixth sense signs lady in the water the village the happening the last airbender simon <laughs> that back, backs so you have a gas problem <laughs> um so like all of these films have a twist and the twist for the last airbender was that it sucked <laughs> so um but no i think like uh yeah, he just he, he's known for his surprise endings. Uh, I think he actually is a very intellectual guy when it comes to making films, which is great. Um, and that's
1: what I got on M. Night. What do you got, Bax? I feel like when I think of M. Night's career, and it actually is kind of fitting that we're talking about it, because Glass, I believe, is going to release this weekend. Yes. Okay, so he's got Glass coming up, and we'll see how that is. Um, one of my close friends, who knows that I like film, one time he asked me, when m night's career is all said and done do i think that he'll have a positive legacy or a negative legacy and i thought that that was an interesting question because like you said like avatar a lot of people pan it right like a lot of people were really disappointed signs i feel like is kind of polarizing i feel like some people think it's kind of dumb but some people really dig it the village may be similar like it's kind of split but movies like the sixth sense like people loved it right so I feel yeah. like it's interesting to think about him as a filmmaker, like having the highs and the lows.
0: I think the difference between his flicks are, and, and other people's movies, you can watch his movies enjoyably once. Because then you, you, you the whole time you're waiting for Bruce Willis to, spoiler alert, uh, he's dead. Uh, so that's what you're, the first time you're watching it, that's the twist, is that he's dead this whole time. Mm-hmm. But he, throughout the movie, he's stalking this kid. <laughs> like you just showing up. He's like, yeah. Hey, are you ready for your session? You're like, How are you billing for all these hours, my man? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, long story short, yeah, you can watch an M night movie once and enjoy it. Uh this after many, many moons, I did enjoy. Um, but yeah. So, backs you got
1: any more facts for them? Man, I don't, and I feel like you already knocked that, you already hit that spoiler alert—and you kind of dipped into the synopsis. Yeah, so, so should we maybe take like that deeper dive into it? Yeah, let's do it. Um, let me tell you about the Sixth
0: Sense. So, the Sixth Sense begins with a man breaking into a house of a renowned child psychologist, Malcolm Crow. Uh, he's played by Bruce Willis, and he's actually shot by his former patient. A year later, you see him working with a child, Cole Seer, who, hey, look at this, Seer is his last name, and he can see ghosts. You get that, Max? Mm. Mm. So I'm
1: see what you did there.
0: So Cole is actually speaking Latin and isn't opening up to uh, his psychologist. So then you go and you see Cole's home, and all the cabinets open up, and you know that something weird is going on, and he keeps concealing it from his mother, saying that, "Oh yeah." Uh, I was looking for the Pop-Tarts. You're know, like, dude, you weren't looking for Pop-Tarts. Um, so Malcolm visits uh, Cole at his home and continues to try to learn what's happening to him. Uh, Cole knows way more than any child should, and he ends up getting into a fight with his teacher who calls him a freak because he calls him a stuttering Stanley. So at, Cole's birth- at this birthday party for a kid, uh, Cole gets uh, these, he hears these voices upstairs. And so he goes to investigate him and bullies end up pushing him through this attic door. Cole begins to freak out and his mother goes up and saves him at the hospital. She's questioned about, are you abusing your kid? And Malkin comes to see him. Cole finally opens up and tells him the secret that he sees dead people. And they walk around like regular people who just don't know they're dead. The mom takes Cole home, and she finds scratches on his skin. Cole's home is haunted. He continues to refuse to tell his mother about the crazy woman that slid her wrists or the kid who shot himself with his dad's gun. Malcolm goes and digs into his old files and finds proof that Cole might not be crazy because he hears voices with his previous patient. Cole eventually faces his fears and begins talking to these ghosts. He tells his mother that he can see his ghost and proves it to her by telling her things about her mother. Malcolm realizes that he actually is a ghost and was killed the night the intruder broke into his home. And his final act on Earth was helping Cole. And that's the movie in a nutshell, my friend.
1: Man, there you go. There's redemption. There's closure. It's done. For me, in a ghost story, I feel like it has a happy ending. Yeah. So,
0: backs. What was the coolest part that you liked?
1: Man, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think when we were opening the episode up, you talked about how you hadn't seen it since you were in high school watching it again. You still dug it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for both of us, like, we knew what Cole's secret was, right? And we knew what Malcolm's secret was, so to speak. But I still found myself really invested in the film. Um, so that alone, the fact that it stood the test of time, I think is super impressive. I think the fact that, like, it is like a ghost story, right? And you see a lot of things with ghosts. You and me watch some spooky movies. We've seen the ghost thing. I feel like that like Cole as a kid that's like able to see him, but other people can't, and at first he's scared, but then like he's able to help them, and it like starts as a curse and then it becomes a gift. i yeah, like the redemption there. I think that's probably my overall my favorite part is the redemption.
0: Yeah, I really like the fact that um it was kind of a coming of age thing that this kid goes through these horrific stuff he gets he sees people with like their heads blown off the back and stuff and he manages to keep his cool most of the time um, and it's just really interesting to see a child kind of grapple with things that adults couldn't even grapple with like if i yeah. was like walking around seeing ghosts i would be like guys i would tell people and they'd be like sorry sir off to the crazy house and i'd be like great There's girls here too. (laughs) So um, one thing I really did like is there's uh, some sweet moments in the movie. The one that I really like clung on to was, you remember when Cole comes home and he's with his mom and they're both talking to each other and they're and she's telling him that she won the lottery and her day was really good. And he um, played kickball and he got picked first and all this kind of stuff. That scene and that little bit there, kind of showed how much those two characters love each other, which I don't really see in movies a lot anymore, where they have that kind of world building, the scene building, like showing you deeper into what these characters truly are. So I really dug that.
1: Yeah. And also going off that, when, when Cole's explaining to his mother, like Cole's able to use his gift of seeing his dead grandma to give his mother peace about their relationship. And, like, they're in the car, and, like, they're tearing up, and they're crying, and, like, they had that embrace. So to go off you talking about, like, an earlier scene between the two of them, you know? Yeah, those scenes are super tender and super emotional. So I really like those two.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing about, like, the emotion of the movie, like, um, Bruce Willis's character loves his wife and just wants to communicate with her, but she's just giving him the cold shoulder the whole film because he's not really there because he's dead. And it just, you see it kind of slowly break him down that he's like, listen, Cole, I can't work with you anymore. I have to go spend time with my wife. I have to go focus on her. he doesn't realize he's, he's dead. Yeah. And um, it's interesting to see her... Uh, Her reactions to everything—that she's on Zoloft and she's uh, feeling terrible—that this other this guy kind of likes her and she kind of she might like him back and all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot of conflict and a lot of emotion in this movie.
1: Definitely, and it's like that blend, right? Like you have that tension, you have that spookiness. Like you said, like there's a kid and like the back of his head's like blown out, right? Mm -hmm. And like there's like people that are hung in his school. And he's seeing these bodies that are hanging those like scenes like that. And then there's like the emotional dramatic scenes too. So I feel like those are balanced super well.
0: Yeah. I think the thing that when you see the, you know, when he's getting his makeup done right before the school play and he's talking to the woman that had her half of her face burnt off. Yeah. I love that. That was so great because it shows that Cole sees this person that has a burn. That's a burn victim and he's totally cool. She, he treats her just like any other person. And That shows just that character arc. Like he's he's beyond man. He's gone. Like he's he's not the
1: scared little kid anymore. He's he's just helping people. So, Bax, what didn't you like? The first thing I thought about when I thought about things I didn't like was the bullies. (laughs) Yeah. Because like when the bullies put Cole, what what are we gonna call that? It's not like a closet. Is it like a like a cabinet? It's like an attic door. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's super messed up. And I was like, so like angry with those bullies, like so angry with those kids. But at the same time, maybe that means that like they were serving their purpose. Right. Because like, I'm probably supposed to like hate them. So yeah. But when I think about things that I didn't like, they're like number one, like those bullies that come on guys.
0: I think the thing that I didn't like, it's hard to put my finger on. It's almost like how you, it's just was stereotypical that she was constantly watching that same video kind of just drinking and doing all that kind of stuff that so like all of the things that were stereotypical because on multiple occasions she's watching their wedding video and it doesn't really make sense even even knowing that he's dead you'd almost want to separate yourself completely from him versus doing that and, and punishing yourself so that's something that I didn't really like hmm. um, so I didn't really yeah but Donnie Wahlberg showing up being
1: skinny as hell. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, when I was going through IMDb and I thought, and he's the original patient. Yeah. Um yeah, that I did not when I see that character in that film and then I saw on IMDb that that was Donnie Wahlberg that threw me off for sure. Dude needs a sandwich stat. But I I don't like I don't like it when uh,
0: anybody loses like drastic weight. It's cuz I'm jealous. Um but <laughs> uh primarily i just don't like it when actors destroy their bodies for a role yeah cgi exists go for it just cgi that so um yeah i didn't really i there's not a lot that i didn't like i I like the i like the effects i liked how the i like the cinematography of the flick um it really built moments using the soundtrack and like i got i might have gotten a little scared uh and even though i knew some of the stuff was coming
1: how uh, good's the music?
0: Like I don't, I don't like. If you played me something that was uh, that was in it, I wouldn't be like ah, sixth sense, but I would be like, oh, that's ambient spooky sounds.
1: Yeah, I'm. I think ambience is the word I'm looking for. I feel like the it really set the tone. That ambiance. Would you've done anything differently? Not that I can think of. Yeah, I'm trying to
0: like what I. I don't think there's a, a thing that I would change just because it's kind of it
1: is what it is. How about the pacing? Like, did it ever feel like it dragged to you or do you feel like it moves along at an appropriate clip? I think because we're waiting
0: for the, the reveal, the icy dead people which happens probably an hour in.
1: I think, I think you're totally right. It's about an hour
0: because it's 30 minutes to get to like one of the incidents with him. Like it's, it's done in three act structure. Like the first part of it is uh, the investigation into the kid. Then it's okay. I'm not going to give up on you. Let's dig into this. And try to figure it out and then okay acceptance let's go on this mission uh let's uh give this ghost closure let's resolve all of this open issues
1: yeah i cannot think of anything that i would really change up and i mean i couldn't think much that i didn't like so i think it makes sense that i can't think of things i would have swapped out
0: yeah uh did you notice that every time that there's a ghost that the color red is there
1: i didn't I noticed the cold cold thing, like the cold breath thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, I was talking to Allie about it, and she was like, oh, did you know that the color red is in every scene where there is a ghost? And I went, I did not. Good job, Uh, Allie. Good job, yeah. We'd point that out. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, And I think that's one thing about M. Night, when he's directing films, he's very logical about it. He knows what he wants. And he puts in things like, in every scene where there's a ghost, there's going to be the color red, and it's part of that world building. I think he does a great job. So yeah. legacy, I would say positive legacy, in my opinion, for M Night.
1: I, I think so too. So so Hopper, if you are listening to this episode, Hopper one, thanks for me, and my friend. To Bob and I agree, when it's all said and done, positive legacy for M Night. I hope the Glass does well. Honestly, I'll have to go check it out, but I hope it does well. Yeah, I think it's it's a continuation of Unbreakable, right? hmm so unbreakable split and then this will be kind of like the bookend on that
0: oh i didn't see split i didn't know if it was in the same universe
1: man is that a spoiler
0: yeah now i'm upset
1: man so maybe we'll have to edit this too
0: no it's staying in and the dog barking everything's staying in no more editing uh so Bax, if we had to rate this bad boy what rating would you give it me personally i would give it an a-minus that's, that's the grade I would give it. I would also give it an A-. minus. Universal yeah. A-. minus. There we go. Here's the notes on your report card, M-Knight. Room
1: for improvement. <laughs> but not much room for improvement. What do you think people on the internet think, though? Ooh. Ooh, I don't know. Uh, I, could, I could probably be assertive and just tell you. Yeah, go for it. Okay. <laughs> so Assertive is going to let you know. If you go over to IMDB, um, I don't know how much credit you or our listeners give to IMDBs, top 250 movies but The Sixth Sense is in there it's rocking an 8.1 I mean if you go over to Rotten Tomatoes 85% of their critics give it a positive score and 90% of their general audience give it a positive score so the internet is feeling The Sixth Sense um it, it got six Oscar nominations so yeah it was super well received
0: yeah it's definitely like if you haven't seen it where have you been
1: go watch it it's on, it's on Netflix as of this recording.
0: Yeah, as of right now, which is now. Go watch it. Yeah. So, all right, Bax, you got anything else you want to say about Sixth Sense?
1: Um, did you know that M. Night wrote Stuart Little? I didn't. D- did you know that he polished up the script for She's All That? I, d- I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Can you drop more facts at me about M. Night? I, that's all I got. I was just looking at it. Cause you know, like you go to Wikipedia and it's kind of got that grid and it's showing stuff where like he wrote it, he directed it, like he produced it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is she's all that in the mix? And then it's like, he wrote it, but it's like, he polished up the script. So he didn't get like the writing credits, but like he was in the mix somehow. And uh, yeah, I just didn't see it coming. Did you know that he was
0: thanked in a pizza story, which is a short. Back in 2008, it was a special thanks, M. Night.
1: I don't know anything about a pizza story, but I like pizza.
0: Yeah, I'm just telling you things I found on IMDb.
1: (laughs) Thanks, IMDb. All right,
0: Bax. So if people want to engage with us, how would they do that?
1: Man, there's two ways that I can think of. Well, first I'll say, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Second, I will say, like Bob said, if you want to engage with us, we would really like to engage with you. You can find us on Instagram, Movie Blast Podcast. That's us on the gram come by drop us a follow we really appreciate it Um if you leave us a comment we'll respond to your comment we'd really appreciate that as well and also games little media super good people super cool cats they have a discord so you can go to their discord and you can find me and bob there a ton of other cool nerdy people there so the discord and the gram find us we hit you with
0: one more fact about m night man what you got his six favorite movies you ready i'm excited all right Let's see if this resonates with you. Raiders of the Lost Ark.
1: Good. I'm not as into India as some other people, but I respect it.
0: The Exorcist.
1: Respect. Die Hard. Overhyped to me personally. I know that's a hot take, but I still respect it. And that's cool that he got to work with Bruce on The Sixth Sense, so that's what's up. Psycho. Much respect, for sure.
0: Uh, Nayakon.
1: I'm totally sleeping on Nikon. I don't know anything about it.
0: Uh, And then Reservoir Dogs.
1: You you know that's in my top 10 all time. Like I'm super into Reservoir Dogs.
0: We don't know this one because we don't know this one.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of movies out there. Even for people like you and me that people might consider movie guys. There's stuff we haven't seen. There's stuff I haven't even heard of.
0: It's from India. Like I wouldn't expect us to know this. But I mean like it's on my radar now. Me and M. Night. You're on my radar, son.
1: Thanks, M-Night. Thanks for the recommendation.
0: So, and, guys, just to let you know, if you're listening to us, there's other podcasts I could recommend. Uh, so there's GameZilla, Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragon, and Noiseland Arcade. So if you're interested in podcasts, go listen to them. That's all I got, Bax.
1: Yeah. We know the guys personally. They're good people. Go check it out. Agreed. I'll see you. Well, thanks for listening.
0: Movie blast, movie blast, movie blast.
1: Movie blast, movie blast, movie blast. With Bob and Bax.